did you have an evolutionary explosion or were you just living in such avoidance and denial for so many years? And I was like, both, both. It was like, you know, like the universe opened up and I was ready to receive whatever it was. I was ready for things to really start to change. Hello and welcome to the Intuitive Woman Podcast. My name is Tina Conroy. I am so grateful you are here. As a professional intuitive medium, Reiki master, and yoga teacher, my intention is to explore intuition so you can gain clarity, confidence, and trust in your inner wisdom. I honor your spiritual growth. Thank you for listening. Today on the podcast, I get to speak to my most beautiful, inspirational friend, Sam Gerson, the honest yogi Sam. I met Sam in 2007 when we were beginning our yoga career, and Sam speaks about her journey so openly. She shares the shame that she's had for many years from a decade of binge eating disorder. She speaks about gratitude. She speaks about grief and loss. And she speaks about using her toolbox and her tools that she's had for many, many years. Sam shows up each and every day. And I find, especially now, we need women like her to connect with, to allow us to know that just showing up is enough. I hope you'll connect with Sam. I know you will enjoy this conversation. You can find her daily on Instagram, practicing yoga. I will leave all the information below. Namaste. Hi, Sam. How are you? I'm great, Tina. How are you? I'm fantastic. I am so excited to have you on the podcast. I can't believe we've known each other since 2007 and you have not been on the podcast. So welcome to the Intuitive Woman Podcast. Thank you. It's my first podcast ever. I listen to a lot and I am so honored that I'm here with you today. We kind of go back. I mean, we go back, girl. It's been a long journey and a long road. We met in the really depths of the yoga community back in 2007 at Om Sweet Om. Little Om Sweet Om. That's right. The first Om Sweet Om. Yeah. We say the original Om Sweet Om. And here we are all these years later, better than ever, right? Better than <laughs> ever. Happier than ever. Yeah. The things that we have learned and endured along the way. It's been a journey for sure. You know, and I think that the more that we kind of go through it, the longer the journey is, right? The more, obviously, the more we learn. But I think we start to really like unpack the tools at some point. We're like, oh yeah, like I know this, but I don't use it or do it. And I think that's kind of like where we go through this. You know what? You're absolutely right. There are times where I look back at all the yoga teachings and the the studies and the asana and the you know the yamas and the niyamas and the the breath work, and they were all such new concepts back then. And of course, I have utilized them. But then, as you get older, and there's life stuff and kids stuff and all the stuff. It's like, wait a minute, where is that tool? I mm -hmm. need to find that tool and I need to 
to truly implement it and do the work. And I have been so inspired by you. And I, I feel like it's your coming out party because I see you on, on social media. I see you on, on social media. I see you on Instagram. And let's talk a little bit about that. Where, where, where did that come from and this transformation and where you are now? Oh my goodness. Um, (laughs) (laughs) As our good friend Anita would say, Sadati, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, There's a lot to unpack there. So I actually did my first teacher training in, I think it was like 2002. So way back when um, I was still a fashion stylist, had every intention of staying a fashion stylist until like one day when I moved out to the Burbs, I would teach yoga, right? That took a lot longer. I mean, I did my next training in like 2007 or 2008. And and so, you know, so I went through a second 200-hour training. And it's so interesting because in the first one, it was at Laughing Lotus. It was actually the little, the original Laughing Lotus. And went through this hardcore training, right? So now it's almost, it's over 20 years later. Some of the people that were part of it, instrumental in it, have become like world renowned for what they do. Um, And I just felt, I don't know, it felt like I was like a a fraud, right? I mean, I think we all know a lot about imposter syndrome, right? Yes, yes. Um, and I really felt like I, I was not authentic. And I think this was a challenge of mine for years. So, you know, we've spoken briefly about the fact that like I did, it, this is sort of like my coming out party because I've struggled with binge eating disorder for decades, decades. And I was so wrapped up in shame and I'm not recovered. I would say I am recovering. I am aware I am out in public not afraid. I mean, I don't wear it like as a badge, but I talk about it and I never talked about it before with anybody, with very few people. (sighs) So for anybody who's Let's just take a breath there. Yeah. Let's just take a breath there. I mean, that's tremendous. Tremendous. So that came about um, this year, right? So I guess like, you know, sometime in 2020, so last year that I really was just done living in shame, no more for anything, right? And so I think a lot transpired. I, you know, you've seen me with my mother, so you know how close. So my mother and I were like the best of friends. And in, it was a very unique relationship. I mean, we even lived less than a mile apart the last 17 years of her life. So I saw her almost every day. Um, she was my best friend. She was my other person, really. And so when she passed uh, October of 2019, everything changed. Right. Everything. I mean, I also realized what a what a, a void her not being here was in my marriage, in my family. I mean, she was always such a present part of my life. And so a lot changed. And um, it also really brought me into the practice of gratitude, right? So my grief really highlighted the enormous depth that gratitude has and has always had in my life, even when it wasn't on a very present level, 
right? So I sort of joke that my mom was like the biggest yogi without ever doing yoga. Like yoga was not her jam. Right. I remember mom. I remember, I mean, she, it was like, you were freaking frack. You know, you were, you were actually both frick or both frack. I mean, you were both like the same person. And I, (laughs) I remember her, you know, coming into Bonza yoga with you. I mean, we've been through different studios, lady. Yeah. Like it's been a generation, right? And she was always to me, remind me a lot of my mom who, you know, it's like, we were, we're best friends. We have, you know, she was always like the cool mom, yep. you know, um, the young mom, you know, mm-hmm. never, you know, I think your mom even was like stylish. Cause I remember like thinking, wow, she's got it all together. You know, she's all really, together. yes, all together. But, and I, I can, I can see her right now. Like I can see her and feel her and just, and, and, and feel that. So it almost like came to a head, like all of this. And then you were just sort of, now I I gotta, I'm gonna go back a little bit because to go from so many people have so much difficulty to go from the grief to gratitude. That's a Mm. big jump. Mm. So did you lean on the yoga principles? Did you, what was that where you got the tools from? Like what kind of pulled you, what, what was that switch? Cause grief to gratitude, sometimes there's so many people don't go there. They go grief to victim grief to why is this me? You know, why is this me? And why is this happening? And, you know, I'm very, very blessed that I did not go there. I mean, I I had written a speech last year for Cycle for Survival before they canceled it. They had reached out and and I had started the speech by saying, you know, if you had asked me what it would be like when my mom died, I would tell you that I would be on the floor of a bathroom and I would never get up. And that is exactly what did not happen. So. you know, my mom had, we call her, we all, everybody called her KS. My husband nicknamed her KS years ago, Karen Strauss. So we all called her KS. I mean, I have my, my KS tattoo. Oh, we're not even mm-hmm. on. And um, <laughs> yeah. That's okay. So, She's showing um, me her tattoo for everybody that is yes. on audio. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Um, and so we have all these KS isms, right? So my mother and I, I, I say it so often, Um, There are a couple stories behind some of them, but my mother, I will never forget, we used to drive out east, you know, often, whether it was for the day or for a weekend or whatever, my whole life. And she'd roll down the window, we'd be like getting off of 27, she'd smell like the fresh cut grass and say, how lucky are we, right? We'd sit down at Gilgo Beach, open Mm -hmm. up the chairs, sit facing the water, how lucky are we? And like, we always knew how lucky we are. We were, you know, my mother was really afraid that I was going to have no friends when she was no longer here because I really didn't have many friends. She was my everything, my very best friend. And I really got very lazy about being a good friend. And I let a lot of friendships kind of just fall by the wayside. Now I have a lot of acquaintances. If you know me, you wouldn't be like, oh, Sam has no friends, but I really didn't have many friends. And um, that's a huge lesson and a blessing. There have been a lot of blessings from her passing. I mean, would I trade them all in to have her back? Probably, but I don't know because I wouldn't be in this place. I feel like some, in some way, her passing has given me the freedom or she's given me the freedom to kind of move forward differently. Sure. 
Sure. And being a good friend is something that is really important to me now. And so when she also passed, the timing was right before COVID, right? Yeah. So we had like the perfect storm of losing your, you know, your right arm. Yeah. And then we entered COVID. So all these awakenings and, you know, I guess, you know, people say, would you say this was your dark night of the soul or one of many or? So my therapist asked me, okay, so I guess I should also say that during like the, so my mother passed away. My mother was a very big part of my relationship. My mother, my husband used to work like crazy hours, you know, crazy days, crazy hours. He was in retail. So my mother was really a very present and helpful resource always, right? She lived, you know, half a mile away. So um, when she wasn't here, then we have COVID, right? A couple months later. And now I realize, my God, like she was just such a big glue stick in this family and she wasn't here anymore. And, um, you know, I've been with my husband for 20 years and, you know, we've always had some issues on and off, like most couples, but, you know, the same ones, you know, running theme throughout. And so, you know, I started to realize, huh, you know, with, without her being there, it became much more present that we weren't nearly as functioning in a good relationship as I had hoped we were. And so, um, so you know, fast forward, I guess, like six months in and I'm approaching 50 as well. Right. So you want to call it the perfect storm. <laughs> right. Right. Um, you know, I just like woke up one day. I did a lot of studying during COVID. I, I like Coursera, that app was like my new BF or one of. Um, I'll go come back to the grief and gratitude also because I also was seeing a grief counselor right away. Um but so, so I started doing all of these online courses, all of these, I did another teacher training through Gritty Buddha for 250 hours, which was much more of like a life enrichment program. And it really kind of like tied in with all these positive psychology courses I was taking and the science of well-being, and all of these courses on grit and gratitude and resilience. But um, the, you brought it up before. I know I'm jumping around a little bit, which is no, that's problem. no, no. Yeah. Okay. But okay. so like the toolbox, right? I refer to that a lot in my teaching, in my writing, in my own life, like this toolbox. And, you know, I've been in this yoga community now for over 20 years as a student, you know, I mean, 25 student, teacher, learner, unlearner. And so I've had this toolbox, right? And I filled it up, but I never opened it. I rarely opened it. I don't even know if I knew where it was for many years. Right, right. Right. So what is the point of having, earning, learning all of these tools, sticking them in this great box and never opening it? Like there's no point. I always say like, we all have everything we need in here, right? right? It's, um, and especially if we're on the journey of learning it and finding these things, right? But if you don't use them when you need them, there's no reason to even have them. Right, right. <laughs> they're just tallying up. They're just like having, you know, the old pair of shoes or the 300 pairs of pants or clothes <laughs> in the closet that you keep shoving this, the you know, closing the door because they can't, you know, fit the closet door anymore. Yes, yes. Yeah. 
you know, and then they almost come back to like shame you yeah. because they're right. like, we're in here. Unpack us, please. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The closets, as we talk about in yoga, the hips, the closets, we got some. Exactly. Oh my That's gosh. where all my stuff is. Yeah, and right, so- exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the gratitude, the practice of gratitude, and I think the fact to go back to it, because it is a central theme in my life, especially now. Um, I truly believe that an active practice of gratitude is really like the single most effective way to live a happier and more fulfilled life. And I share this with whoever I can, because I truly believe, I, I believe it can be cultivated. I believe it is a very simple practice. You know, I was just doing, even the other day when I did that thing at Daniel Gale for the brokers coming back in, I said, I don't care. I mean, journaling to me is a very big thing. And I, you know, I really, really do it almost daily, you know, for really I do. And in my journal, I, you know, I've gone through a a lot of executive planners and those gratitude journals and what have you. Now my journal is my journal. It has gratitude. It has my I am affirmations and it just has whatever I need it to have. Um, And I have all my little check boxes of my daily asks. And one of them is journaling. And that to me always includes gratitude. So when I went in there and all these people are kind of like hesitant to re-enter the world and I'm doing like a meditation and motivation type talk just at the beginning of their meeting. And I, and to me, I can't stress how important I think writing is, but I know some people are like, not going to do it. Right. 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 So I'm like, I'm just asking if you write your grocery list or your to-do list or whatever it is, but with a pen and a piece of paper because once you write something down, you double down on the effectiveness of it. And I don't even care. Just do that for a week, right? right? And then maybe next week add, I'm grateful for my daughter, let's say. Okay. And you do that for a week. And then maybe the following week, you kind of add a little spice. You'll say like, I'm grateful for my daughter, for the smile she gave me before she went to school right? You add like a little bit of something, a little bit more personal, expand on it a little more. And maybe you do that for a week. Maybe you start to add one, two or three things. And then maybe the next week you kind of sit for a moment and you savor that thing, whatever it is, because you can actually come back to that in those moments where you're not feeling so grateful. Right. right. Reflect on it. Like ref- yeah. 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 Like reflect. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Like you bring it in, you make it real. You make that mental picture. You bring it into your heart. You just hold on to it. We're talking about practices that take two minutes. Right. And that's what all these things are. I mean, I, I'm kind of like figuring out, like you said, like, you know, rebranding myself, like birthing into this new situation, but I, you know, toying around with all these ideas, like, you know, offering hacks to happiness, you know, hacking my way to happiness. So, you know, these are like the things that I think about at night. Um, Right. But a big part of my journey has been, did we bring it up yet? The honest yogi? No. And I love that. How did you come about? I mean, that, that name is so like, it just clicks. It just clicks. So I brought up before that I was a fashion stylist for many, many years. And I think part of what made me a really good stylist is being pretty decisive, especially when it comes to certain things. Like I'm, you know, you walk into a department store 
and I'm like, you know, laser focused. And I think the same thing sort of happens with the name. I mean, all of a sudden, you know, I go through this, this time, these like 18 months where my therapist actually had said like, did you have an evolutionary explosion or were you just living in such avoidance and denial for so many years? Mm, Wow. And I was like, both, both. It was like, you know, like the universe opened up and I was ready to receive whatever it was. I was ready for things to really start to change. And so that goes right back to how I felt so inauthentic in my first teacher training. And something you brought up, you know, in your podcast that we talked about, even all those years that I was teaching, right? I felt like, how can I be doing this and offering this when like, you know, in my own personal life, I am like, so not real about this huge part of me that is affected by this eating disorder, right? And I, I mean, I defined myself a lot and a lot of my life by my eating disorder, you know, which I hope nobody does, right? I mean, big part of my mission now is to like make anybody feel better and live with less shame than I did for about 30 years. Um, Right, right. Long time. It's a very long time. And I think, you know, it's also, we have to speak to the yoga community because not that the yoga community, the yoga did this or and anyone, how it happened. It's not that, but there is, and I feel it in the yoga community that, you know, I have struggled with my weight my entire life. Right. And it's been, it's, you know, and, and, the, and the episode that came out, you know, weight is not your worth was truly like, it came oh, to I me in the shower, that. like weight is not your worth because I have been losing weight or gaining weight my entire life. I don't know what it's like to maintain, but I don't know what it's like to live. And when, you know, mm. stuffing it down, like it was just stuffing it down. And COVID was a catalyst. I'm not blaming it, but it's just like pushed the envelope, went to the, went to the vices. And all of a sudden I'm on Zoom, like 24 seven, I'm on Zoom. And instead of looking at, you know, we think it'd be like oxymoron, like look on Zoom and like want to get thinner or lose weight or feel better. I was just like, oh, I could, you know, I'm out there, I'm out there, I'm out there. And it was so hard to connect and to be out there on the Zoom because you don't really practice, you don't practice yoga when you teach, you know, as a teacher, you're teaching, but all of a sudden I'm doing the whole darn class and you only see yourself because you're pinned yourself. And then it's the, oh my gosh, look how I look. Oh my God. Oh my God. Look at my arm. I can't wear this. And then I would go through, you know, three months in like, well, I got to wear a black top and I kind of cover my shirt and like, you know, and it was like, what's happening. And I, you know, I had to see it and I had to feel it and I have to be in the body and be back in the physical. And, you know, it's, it's a journey and it's still a journey. You know, I, I just, that acceptance, like wanting to accept where I am. My big struggle is accepting where I am, but still wanting to have improvement, but not in a, not in a bad way. Cause for me, it was always like, okay, I'm not going to eat today. I'm going to drink all the water. I'm going to exercise. I, you know, that doesn't work. And all of a sudden day one never happens. And every day is day one. And every day is Monday. And mm-hmm. I have to bring up a really good friend of you, yours and mine, you know, Michelle, Michelle Lublin yeah. and I, of course, we would go at it with each other on the phone. And like, we would have these like cracking up, like, you know, and uh, we would have these conversations, you know, to just kind of be able to be silly about it and funny about it, but it's defined me my whole life and the judgment and 
you know, everybody else is thinner. Everybody can wear, look at those, you know, this one's, you know, it just got overwhelming. And the podcast, I felt like this was time. Like I need to start to heal this part because it's just not going away. (laughs) It's like, you know, it's like, I've spent enough time on this feeling this way. Let's try another way of doing this. Right. And I love what you said too, because it really brought something up too, that my therapist said, who I love my therapist so much. She's actually a yoga psychotherapist. Oh, that's right. Great. So, yeah. and I found her on ZocDoc. So I know my mother did that. Right. I mean, out of all <laughs> of the people that I would have picked, it's just crazy. Like we can do the medium thing one day as well. Um, but so she, I had, I had early on, I had talked to her about, um, you know, this like inauthenticity that I felt, you know, and I said, you know, when I get in there and I, I feel like I'm like such a fraud when I'm teaching and I, I just don't want to feel that way. You know, I love, I'm, I love all of this so much. And, uh, and she said to me, I would imagine you are your most authentic self when you're teaching. Yep. And that struck such a chord right? Because I know, because you said something in your podcast that totally resonated. We said many things that resonated with me, but one of them was how, when you are teaching, when you are practicing, you feel the most beautiful you right. that you are, right? Yeah. I mean, you yeah. feel, whether you do that day or not, when you're on that mat and you're in that flow, whether you're breathing or moving or doing whatever, it's like this beauty inside that just shines out. And I believe that. And I know how much we both have like such a love for what we do and what we share and what we know. I believe that is the most authentic part of us. Right. You're absolutely right. And I used to joke around, but it's not really a joke. I always said like, if mirrors weren't made, I would be happy every day. Because sometimes it's that catching, you know, it's catching a mirror and going, and then all of a sudden I'm in that oh my gosh, is that what my butt really looks like? Or I go in that, I go in that thing. And um, when I could be having a, you know, darn great day, and Mm -hmm. then I see a side view of myself in the, in the, I don't know, window mirror, whatever. And it's like, okay, you gotta, this is this, you know, you know, it's, it's when you start, when you start not living certain things, you know, mm-hmm. I know that look, summer's coming. Summer's here basically. Right. And of course it's like, Oh, there's summer. Well, there that goes because I should have started the diet in January. Cause now we're in summer. And now am I going to sit on the beach or am I have to cover myself up to walk to the ocean? Like, am I, you know, and it's like, wait a minute. Like, why can't I just go from the beach towel to the ocean without wrapping myself around in a towel? Like, wow. <laughs> you know what it's like? I, this is these, these things that are not that little that you've had since you've been growing up and your perception and you know, all of that. And yeah. And, and all of a sudden you're like, it's time, you know, I'm 53 years old. Like I want to be able to walk into the water. I'm look, I don't know if anybody is like a hundred percent loving themselves and no matter what they look like in a bathing suit, I want to get there but I sure as heck want to be able to walk from my blanket towel into this, into the water and not have all these thoughts in my head, you know? And so, and I know I'm not alone. And I think that's really, it's really vulnerable what you're doing and speaking about it. And I think I found, I I got on one of your, your live classes and I think you were, I think there was, I happened to catch one where you were wearing a midriff 
Mm. Or you, and you were like, this is so not me. And I was like, you go girl, you go, you do it. Cause I know how hard that is to show up. First of all, to show up in social media, second of all, to show up every day that you're showing up. Right. And just keep doing it and keep showing up. And by you showing up, it's applauding yourself by saying, I'm showing up, I'm showing up, I'm showing up with my, my perfect imperfectness, (laughs) you know? I am showing up because, because I'm still, I'm, and I was, I feel like, you know, I I hate using like the good and the bad in terms of like food or episodes or what have you. But, you know, recently as things are like going really well, or I'm like having momentum in whatever it is that I'm doing right now, because I'm really not even that certain of exactly what I'm doing, but I've definitely like resorted back to like comfort with food. Right. And I mean, even last night, even yesterday afternoon through last night, like I found myself binging and I know it's because I was coming on here and it was like a trigger. And also because I've been in like a bad pattern with it as well, which has been kind of not the way for several months. Right. So, but I'm honest about it now. And like, so when I show up, I'm showing up, I know what I look like on a morning after I have like, you know, I don't know that everybody understands what binge eating is. It's not right. just like, it's not really just overeating. Right. I mean, it's right. almost like, like a, a switch has flipped, you yeah. know, and like, yeah. you just almost can't stop until you've gotten enough. Right. Um, you know, and, and any disordered eating is disruptive, but certainly in any kind of addiction, once the switch is flipped, it's, it's never a good thing. Right. Right. So I can see myself the next morning on IGTV and know right away. I can hear it in my voice. I can see it in my face. I can hear the way that I teach. I hear the way the words come out. Right. So it's really, you know, when people are, are like, you know, I've gotten really positive feedback for the most part. Yes. But, you know, I have gone into this saying haters are going to hate. No one is going to hate me more than I hated myself most of my life. There is nothing anybody can say to me that's going to be worse than the self-talk that I played in my head. Hmm. So kind of knowing that there is a little bit of freedom in waiting to see what you, what they're going to throw at me, right? it's the truth. Like there's nothing that they could say that would be worse than I said already. And so it really is this healing journey, you know, and like you said before, we typically don't teach a class by doing the whole class. And that is the very real reason why I don't charge for the classes. I am showing up offering my practice. You want to practice along with me? I'm going to talk you through it, but this is not how I teach, right? I'm giving myself what I need first and foremost. And so for that reason, I'm like, if you like it, leave a tip, but I'm not going to charge you what I would normally charge for a class because I'm giving myself what I need. We might do a shtanga all week. We might not, right? I might do whatever, but so, yeah. So, so there's a lot, a lot of the showing up, showing up, showing up's the work. Yeah. Showing up's the work and the awareness of it. I think that the first step is the awareness and you may yes. stay in the step of the awareness for a long time, but showing up and being aware, oh, okay, there's that pattern again. Like, like you just said it. Okay. So I found my pattern. I was going back. I was, you know, going to be on the podcast today or I've been, you know, started to have that feeling of wanting to, you know, the, the binging. And I've been there. I, I've done that for a very long time. So I know it, it would be a switch for me. And I'd be, I go from the cupboard to the refrigerator, to the pantry, to the cupboard, to the refrigerator, the pantry. Um, I did that a lot. Um, 
I, I kind of broke that pattern a little bit, but it's just more overeating for me now. But I remember being in the throes of it. I know. And when you said it, I clicked to me, it would be, you know, half a bag of chips and two Oreos and then a glass of milk. I'm making this up, but like, I would right. literally be like all over, all over, all over. Right. And until it and was then, either gone or you threw it out. Yeah. It was just like, you know, and then like, okay, and then I'm going to bed. Right. <laughs> so it was like, I'm lay, laying with my, exactly. So, but it's the awareness and the awareness and the awareness and the showing up and the showing up and the showing up. Yeah. But yeah. Because it's never Beautiful. perfect, you know? Right. So this no. is another thing, you know, I quote Susie, my therapist all the time. She's become like super dear to me, but you know, when it clicked for me was when she said, it's your thing until it's not. And it may always be your thing. And like, right. that's okay. Right, right. It's your thing until it's not. Everybody's got something. Right when, I, right. when I said that online first, my friend, my husband's like best friend from high school was on and she takes class a lot. And she wrote back to me, you just have one thing. I've got like eight. <laughs> 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 so, you know, it's like once you put it out there and and you can sort of like take like the enormous weight of it off, because like really when you think about not wanting to get up from your towel without wrapping yourself up, nobody really is paying any nobody attention. Nobody really, no, and you. nobody, nobody truly cares. It's that nobody cares. It, at the end of the day, I always say this to people with everything in your own life, at the end of the day, Everyone's going home to their houses and they're dealing with their own stuff. So mm -hmm. if they really, they, it takes two seconds and they get over and on with it. So I should just get over and on with it, you know? And, and it's so very true. It's so very true. It's only I wanted that easy, you know? I mean, but right. it, it, of course, so it's the awareness, it's the showing up for me. It's really, so I have these daily asks, right. That I, I try to do them daily. All of them. I don't, I almost never do all of them daily. I will tell you that when I do, it ends up being a much better day. It's much more grounded and centered. And I give you some of them, like uh, one is journaling, one is meditating. I always say move. My movement is 99% of the time yoga, right? Could be a walk. Um, hydrate, social connection, right? So since I've learned how to be a friend and it's a, a vital lifeline for me now. So that is always part of it, whether I socially connect with a girlfriend or with the class or with you or with the person making my coffee at four or five, right? So those are like the, the mainstay ones. And then, you know, I have, you know, this app Whoop that I love. Do you know Whoop? No, I don't. Whoop is pretty cool. And it's great for your kids. Like I, I do it every day, but I think if I had kids that were like high school, college, twenties, thirties, I would super recommend it because it's wish outcome, obstacle plan. Okay. And it takes about two minutes, literally right. maybe one minute, but it really makes you think about what you want. And I think they give you I don't love that they give you like these time frames that are a little weird, like 24 hours, one month or something else. But it really makes you think about what you can control, right? Mm -hmm. Because you can't say, I wish my husband would do X, right? Because you can't control that. And it also makes you accountable. So you think about your wish, like uh, let's say mine probably again today was, um, I could look it up, but I'll bet you it was like, you know, eat more mindfully, you know, um, try to eat cleaner. And then the outcome, 
feeling more grounded, more centered, more in control. The obstacle, right? Patterns, bad habits, laziness, you know, just kind of feeling good about being not good, that kind of Mm -hmm, thing. mm -hmm. And then the plan, like today, my plan was like meditate. You get that urge, you feel like that switch is going to flip, close your eyes, whether it's a minute or it's 10 minutes. And, you know, sometimes I don't do the plan, right? Right, I mean, that's, that's, that's the whole, that's the rigmarole. That's why it's your thing until it's not your thing. Right, right. Sometimes we're like, F the plan, right? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) Yeah, but we, but then the whole thing is their daily asks. So the work is consistent daily until it's not work. Until it's like brushing your teeth. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And then it's still work. Right. No, it is. It's just like any other practice. And you know, here we are, yoga teachers. It's the practice of the. It's a practice of meditation. It's the practice of yoga. It's the practice of of positive speaking to yourself. It's the practice of journaling. If that's your, you know, I'm a huge journaler, and I do a lot of affirmations and gratitude and mine is all over the place as well. So, and you know, my meditation, I feel like I meditate all day long, but I'm not Mm -hmm. necessarily sitting all day long. I'm in that, you know, take a moment, take a breath. Um, and very similar, the hydration, the water for me, it's always baby steps because I've always been the zero to a thousand, you know, if I can't do everything right, then I won't do anything at all. So I'm learning the baby steps. I'm learning the breadcrumbs and, um, and you're, you're absolutely right. I want to get back to, because I, I want to make sure everybody knows where you are, how to find you and how to connect with you. So let's go back to The Honest Yogi. How did that name come about? Okay, so the name came about. And so, yeah, so to go back to that. So I was sitting with Haley Foster, you know, business consultant extraordinaire, wonderful woman. And we were just sitting there and I kind of thought about it like the day or two days before. And I was like, you know, and I know nothing about technology whatsoever. Like she knows when we, Jamie and I used to have that jewelry. Yes, yes. That we, like we picked a name, we had signage, we had stuff. We never even checked to see if it was taken. So so I said, I don't know, like maybe like the honest yogi, right? Because now I'm like coming out and I'm like, you know, this is my life. This is who I am. This is me. Take it or leave it. And so, of course, Haley is like, godaddy.com, be honest. Right, right. <laughs> like, it's, it's available. And I was like, what? Because I was like, oh, there's no way it's free. I mean, right. not taken. And I was like, okay, here's my credit card, right? Because what is it? It's like $30 for the year right, or something. Exactly, yeah. Um, I'm like, take it. Let's do it. And so right away, I, try, I became like the Honest Yogi Sam on Instagram, at the Honest Yogi Sam. And um and I'm working on, I just, I'm so excited. I just came out. I just ordered my first t-shirts. Oh, so I love they're it. my first tank tops that say the honest yogi. My aunt helped me out. She's a graphic designer. So she came up with the logo that we worked on. And um, so, so that's how the name came about. But so here's the, here's the craziest thing. I have several tattoos, not, not hundreds, but several. My first tattoo that I ever got, I lived on the Lower East Side a hundred years ago when you couldn't get food for like 20 blocks. So I would walk, (laughs) you know, further up every day and I was about 27 and I walked into the tattoo place that I walked by every day and without thinking, without planning, I got a tattoo on my back, you know, where typically we call them the tramp stamp. Um, and it was the character for honesty. Oh, wow. 
And all these years that I've had this tattoo, I feel like it's sort of been something for me to live up to. Wow. I never felt that I was my honest, authentic self. And I didn't even realize that until after I bought the name. And it's the honest yogi. So honesty is right there in the middle of the name. Wow. That is, that's incredible. That's what we call, you know, synchronicity and serendipity and all the things that come, the signs and, you know, how it all just comes together. That's. I have the chills, like even thinking about it because it really all just came together. And I sort of did the same thing the next time after I did the teacher training at Ohm Sweet Ohm, I went in with some of the trainees and we got tattoos and I got uh, in Sanskrit, I got moksha. No, I got abhyasa, tapas and moksha. So like devoted practice, tapas for me, the whole moderation thing, right? Right, right. Oof, that's such a big thing for me and moksha freedom, right? So I think I get these tattoos like in order to like live up to that. Right, right. Um, but the right. honesty was the was really crazy. That is really now cool. I feel like, you know what? I'm going to have days where I just can't not fall back on that thing for me, that pattern, that thing that brings me comfort. It's almost like to be in control, right? Or to to have this drama that I need sometimes where as out of control as I am when it comes to the food, it is still in my control. It's this crazy (laughs) dual action like the rest of yoga. And it's okay. Like it's it's not the end of the world, right? Just like you walking to the beach in a bathing suit to the water, we do it. We take a deep breath and we say, hey, I'm going to do it. Right, right. It's so funny. Like here I am, like if you said to me, you know, five years ago, that I would be standing in front of people on Zoom or even in person and bringing through their dead people, I'd say you're out of your mind and I can't walk from the beach towel to the water. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes, <what>? yes. <laughs> you know, this is the stuff. This is the stuff. And, you know, I was having this conversation with uh, a really good friend of mine and she's like, do you see all the things that, you, you know what I'm like? I'm so, you know what, we tend to be so hard on ourselves. It's like, on to the next thing, on to the next thing. So I'm always like taking it back. I'm always taking it back. I'm a work in progress. And, you we know, said to everybody, are, we're all work in progresses. You know, if anybody comes to you and is like, I got it all figured out, this is what you need to do. I don't care if it's yoga, meditation, mediumship, whatever, run the other way. Because run, I was going to say run. Run, because there's nobody, there is nobody. And like you said, the answers are all within. And that's, it's really, it's really the truth, but... I love this conversation. We can continue to speak on and on. I'll have to get you back. Just please let everybody know. I'm going to leave the information below. I'll leave your, um, your handle and where to connect with you. So just go ahead and give a little shout out where people can find you. Well, look out for the honest (laughs) yogi.com. I would imagine that the site will be up by mid July for sure. As of now, you can always find me at the honest yogi, Sam on Instagram and my The Honest Yogi Sam on Facebook, maybe too. Okay, good. I all believe. Right. And I'll leave all your information yes. and I would love to have you come back. I'm sure you will. So Anytime. your debut here at The Intuitive Woman. So it's been a pleasure. Always. I love you, you, Tina. Thank you so much. I love you too. This has been so great. Thank you for being with us. And I know that there's going to be so many, you know, most women do listen to the podcast and we have a few men, but that are someone's out there and you know you're going to touch the heart of 
probably more than many. So thank you for sharing. It's, it means so much. Thank you, Tina. Thank you. Namaste. Love you. Namaste. Namaste.